This episode of Weed and Grub is brought to you by Shuggies. Yeah, Shuggies is on a mission to sweeten people's lives and create little moments of happiness and joy every day. Shuggies is infused cane sugar and infused agave nectar. You can use Shuggies wherever you want. Make something a little bit sweeter, you know? Stir it into your coffee in the morning, drizzle some agave nectar over fresh raspberries. Ooh, I would put some in my hot chocolate. Or you could bake with it, add it to an apple crisp for that extra special mwah. <laughs> yeah, add a little kiss to any dish with Shuggies. Check them out at Shuggies.com. That's S-H-O-O-G-I-E-S.com. Or find them on Instagram at that Shuggies feeling. Ooh, I want that feeling all the time. Elevate your everyday with Shuggies. Hello, and welcome to Weed and Grub. What up, Mary Jane? How's it going, Mike? Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving and happy Green Wednesday, <laughs> which is not a jingle. I don't know why I'm singing it in an off-kilter tune. Hope that didn't make everyone just like tear their, you know, AirPods out of their ears, but um, it's Green Wednesday. Like they threw them across the street. <laughs> ah, no. <laughs> they land in somebody else's hand. They're like, oh, cool, free AirPods. <laughs> It's Green Wednesday, though. <laughs> it it's, is. It's worthy of celebration. Does everyone know what that is? Well, uh, I d- kind of had to find out what it is because I went on uh, Cheddar to talk about it today on a holiday gift guide segment, and I got to talk all about how Green Wednesday is the new Black Friday for cannabis retailers. And basically, the data that backs it up is really cool. There's a huge um, increase in cannabis sales on the Wednesday before Thanksgiving, which of is course now called there Green is. Wednesday. Yeah, of course, because people have to stock up to like deal with their families. Yes, but also to get the jump on holiday shopping. And a lot of cannabis retailers are offering huge discounts. It's, I don't. It's not about getting a jump on holiday shopping. I mean, it might be for some. It might be. No way. It's about getting <laughs> stoned on Thanksgiving with your homies and family, or alone because your family might not. It's not about locking and loading gifts for the future. It's about the hang that you're about to have. Sure. Well, for whatever reason, uh, cannabis retailers have decided in uh, large droves to. I guess droves are always large, right? Is there such a thing as a small drove? Uh, oh, look at that small drove. <laughs> Upwards of three, <laughs> three pieces of drove. Just a tiny drove. How many, yeah, how many things in a drove? How many things are in a drove and what is a drove in the first place? A drove is like a school. Mm, I feel like it's the same of... size as a school of fish, but it's on land. I feel like a school and a drove are the same thing, but one is by land and one is by sea. Well, I feel like a school is referring to living animals and a drove is inanimate objects. Like a bushel or a passel. I don't know what a passel is. It's like a bushel, but next to it. Oh, okay. Well, I can get See that it. bushel over there? Yeah. See that thing next to it? Uh-huh. That's a passel. <laughs> <laughs> and right behind it is a drove. Okay. Droves, no, a drove of something is a thing. Like, it's not inanimate always. It's got to, it's, it's always like animate. I don't. No, we're gonna. I um, might have to take this to the internet or the listeners and tell us what a drove is. Because I'd rather like, just. I feel like it's one of those old timey biblical measurements, like a cubit. You know what I mean? Oh, I have or heard a, of. Or a hand. You love having facts. I love old. <laughs> you love cool facts. knowledge. Do you know what a hand is? Do you know the what, the measurement of a hand? Uh, I've actually never heard of that. Uh, you know, like uh, you'll say, some people say back in the day, you'd say like a horse. I mean, it's still a measurement for a horse. Will be a certain number of hands high, fourteen hands. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Or like a cubit, like the. That's really hold on. That's yeah. cool. How what? So the average horse you could say is like twelve hands high. They're normally about like fourteen. I think a racehorse is about fourteen to sixteen hands high. So interesting. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Cool. So a drove is an inanimate something, and it's a lot of it. That's what you think it is. Well, I don't know if it's inanimate or not, but I'm imagining that it is a very specific measurement of a group of somethings, alive or not. Okay, are we going to Google it? Let's Google it. All right, let's just Google it right now. <laughs> Welcome to Weed and Gover, everybody. <laughs> yes, oh my God. <laughs> this is a podcast oh about <laughs> cannabis, comedy, <laughs> cooking, culture, calling shit out, and learning about weird measurements, <laughs> and Thanksgiving. <laughs> What is a drove? <laughs> Nobody knows, but we're gonna find out. In the meantime, I don't can think I tell I you about Green Wednesday? Intro. Oh. 
I'm sorry. I just don't think I've ever remembered to do the intro. You're so good at remembering to do the intro. Always. This is nonsense for a drove. What does it say? Based on Merriam-Webster's dictionary. Yes, that's a great resource. uh, It's a group of animals driven or moving as a body. It's a large number or crowd usually used in the plural, especially like it came in droves. Ah, like a group of cattle being herded towards something is it would be a drove. A drove. Because someone's driving them. Yes. Like you drive cattle. Do you if do you have to be driven? Oh, animals man. driven. A group of animals driven or moving in a body. So I was right. It's a school of fish on land. You are right. And I was just going down some fucking weird grammatical wormhole that didn't need to exist. I can't believe it. No, I, I love knowing that uh, how many hands are in a horse. Or... <laughs> Yeah, how many hands are in a horse? I'm going to look up the uh, just the measurement because now I'm curious how big is a hand, uh, a hand, how big is it, how big is an acre, how big, big is a blue whale? So many things come up when you go- Google is amazing. A hand is four inches. Is 15 hands. Oh, my, hand's a, my hand is like a solid six and a half. So you have like, t- your hand is actually two hands? This, this hand is two hands. You have a two hand hand? Okay, so how many hands in a horse? How many is fifteen hands a big horse? How big is an inch on your finger? What the hell is going on? Uh, a fifteen point two one inch hand horse. I don't know. This is I, my eyes are crossing looking at this. Are but you a, being real? Yeah, a hand is four inches. Okay. So on so cowboyway.com, there is a measuring horse height uh, calculator, which is very cool. Uh, how to measure a horse's height accurately in hands uh, at its withers. What are its withers? Its front part from where its foot touches the ground, its front leg touches the ground to its shoulders, which are the withers. Oh, okay. But then you got, and then you've got the neck and the head. No, you only measure it up to its shoulder. You don't count the neck and the head when you're measuring a horse? Not its height. No, it's not measured to the top of his head. It's just, that's wild. So the height of a horse is not its highest point. (laughs) Fucking mind blowing. That's so. Wow. That's bananas to why? Is that, that like nuts? what a yeah. Well, I guess because you're riding them, you're not like sitting on top of their heads. Yeah, it's so you're making it for you. I understand. <laughs> it's a wildly selfish measurement. They don't care how how tall they are. Man, this is some weird horse facts that we're making up here. I love it. I love knowing that a horse is 15 average hands from its toe to its shoulder. Yeah. Cool. Holy fuck. <laughs> anyway, go start. go buy a bunch of shit on Green Wednesday. There's discounts <laughs> everywhere. That's all you need to know. <laughs> I had such a good time. I have to say, like, I was on Cheddar uh, talking about all the cool things that you get for the cannabis enthusiast in your life, and I got to talk about a bunch of cool products. One of them was Gold Leaf. Yo! Yeah, cool. Gold Leaf um, has this amazing print called the SoCal uh, Best of the West print, and it's just gorgeous for anyone in your life who loves really fine design, and I have one. It's gorgeous. I'm going to put it up, and they, um, yeah, they're just making beautiful stuff, so shout out Gold Leaf. And shout out you on Cheddar. Thanks! Very cool. You did the official Thanksgiving gift guide for Green Wednesday on Cheddar. Yeah, the holiday sort of like shopping for cannabis connoisseurs uh, segment. It was a lot of fun. I had a great time. You had makeup come to your house. What was that like? It was great. Marina is amazing. She came through and like made my hair look cool and did my face. And then she left and I was like, how do I have this happen every day? Yeah. Yeah. How do you get rich enough to just have someone come to your house and fix your the way you look would you equate it to and i'm not calling your face a salad wow but would you equate it to when you thin go ice, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> thin fucking ice would you equate it to going to a restaurant and having them make your meal uh-huh. that you could make at home but because it's made by somebody else it's even better Oh, no, because I'm really no, like I learned how to do theater makeup, but I've never learned how to do makeup for the camera or for just like day to day, just like walking out of my house. And the way that she did this sort of like really amazing, I mean, it looked natural. Like I didn't look like a different version of myself. I just looked like the best version of myself. It's like going to a restaurant for steak tartare, you know, or whatever it is that you don't make at home. Yes. You know, and you only order when you're in a very special place. Man, congratulations. You looked amazing. Thank you very much. I had a great time. And um, yeah, it was was just a blast. And talk about being on screens. uh, Congrats on your Facebook watch series. Thank you. Ass. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Airport security. Squad. Squad. Yeah, I played TSA agent. Uh, It's just four of us. Yeah. So it's very cool to be like Anwar is the star and then we're all his supporting in every single episode. Every single Monday on Facebook Watch, 
please watch my ass. Can I just say, like, I've had such a good time. I mean, obviously here on the pod every week, but just like making the videos that we've made together lately. It's so fun. So fun to like do trust falls with each other and just have the best time and like plunge a knife into a pumpkin that you have on your head, for instance. (laughs) (laughs) And have everyone like in the studio at Magical Butter just freak the fuck out. It went deep. Yeah. It went deep. I mean, it went deeper than I anticipated, but I still knew that I was like a safe, you know, two to three inches away from your eye. Yeah, exactly. I got to handle a flamethrower. Yo, oh my God. You used Elon Musk's, uh, what the hell is the name? The Boring boring Company. Well, it's not a flamethrower. Not a flamethrower. The name of it, right? Yeah, by The Boring Company. Uh Yo, you looked pretty fucking cool holding a flamethrower felt pretty cool do you think you could beat up predator yes i do too i mean come on i do too yeah i think so what about if you were an alien instead of ripley do you think you could beat up the alien no uh those things are terrifying the alien is so scary predator's like meh i could take predator but aliens just know too weird With and that, it has like, that hard tail. shell yeah and tail and then it's just all sly and yeah yeah and it's wetter too right like it's a yeah. much wetter yeah. monster to fight, which yep. I'm always scared. I'm scared more scared of wet monsters than dry monsters. Definitely, space slime is way scarier. Yes, exactly. And that fucking thing that latches onto your face and then inserts an egg into your stomach. Like, <sighs> come on. That thing. Oh, when it pumps eggs down your throat, I can't Ugh. deal with that. That's so gross. When whoever who, I mean, it happens more than once because there are so many alien movies. But you know, when that's like, it shows. Uh, Do you think that's what porn is? What? When you're watching like that graphic blowjob where drool is running down her face and it's like, uh, do you think that there's like, because the movie like Alien, there's a huge documentary coming out that I can't wait to see. But oh. the whole thing is about, um, um, uh, I don't want to say femininity. Oh man, I wish I knew what I was talking about. Okay. But in thinking about what porn is and like what the uh-huh. psyche is of it, it's almost in this weird way, the same thing as a face hugger watching some graphic blowjob scene. Oh, hell yes. I mean, there's so much porn out there that I, you know, is super problematic. And I'm actually really supportive of, you know, porn just, you know, obviously as a general concept, I think that, you know, everyone should have the freedom to watch porn and participate in it if they want to, if it's like ethically made and all that kind of stuff and consensual goodness and all everything. But so much of it is just hard to watch. It's It's not for you. Not for me. But when I find something that is for me, fucking love it. I think you only need three videos oh total total like you have your no 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 i mean part of the hunt is part of the fun right Right, when you're playing in porn it's like yeah i see it but it's not the one you'd want to dig like you're looking for a new record for your fucking dj set no i never bookmark but i could i but i have a good memory that's three mostly you know (laughs) but oh man we got off we got way off topic talking about aliens and blowjobs but we did what are you gonna do the point oh yeah (laughs) well we're talking about the magical butter thanksgiving video that's right and Thanksgiving and speaking of what we're thankful for yeah I've totally I'm sorry I derailed us talking about blowjobs when we have a contest for magical butter man I'm thankful for blowjobs listen yo what, what, what would this world come to if we didn't have BJ's yeah oral sex yeah number one sex it's the best everyone gets them give yeah. some get some <laughs> so what is everyone out there thankful for and we're asking because we're doing a contest with magical butter where we're gonna give away a huge magical butter prize pack and all you got to do is go to our Instagram, we'll post the picture, follow the directions, tag, tag, blah, blah, blah. And the question is, what are you thankful for? Leave that comment. Yeah. You know what another thing I'm thankful for is? What? Homies doing other cool work in the cannabis industry. What you mean? Like uh, great moments in weed history. Oh, shit. Yeah. Cool people. Like I was thinking about David Bienenstock, who I used to work with at High Times, and just the incredible writing that he does, and Abdullah Saeed, who we've had on this podcast. Who just got... On KCRW. Yeah, he just started working on stories for KCRW. That's such a big deal. Yeah, he just dropped his first uh, story for KCRW about the secret sessions in LA and how people are turning, especially medical marijuana patients, are turning to the illicit market to get their needs met because the fucking insane regulations and taxation in California is like forcing people out of the legal market and back into the black market. No! It's fucking wild. But uh, Abdullah and Dave have uh, Great Moments in Weed History, which is a fantastic podcast where they cover one person one historical figure from weed history each app it's fantastic if you haven't given it a listen go back all the way to season one and start at the beginning especially because their people that they speak about would not be the people i would assume they would be speaking about like they dig deep they have fucking researchers to be able to talk about barack obama and weed yeah maya angelou right you know fascinating jesus <laughs> yeah <laughs> like, pretty incredible check yeah. it out it's thanksgiving it's green wednesday we have friends <laughs> 
uh, uh, very important buds as our guests. But first, should we get to our what buds, buds of the, the week? week? Yeah. Ooh, jinx on you. Jinx on us. You want to go first? Yes, I do. Okay. Holy shit, Maddie, you're so goddamn funny. Oh my god. So on our Twitter at Weedon Grub, Maddie wrote, <laughs> Maddie posted a video, and she was listening to the podcast, and she thought that her, her frozen fruit bag. Yeah. Was pizza? Wait, hold on. I'm so high. Hold on. <laughs> okay, let me try it again. Okay. I feel like her right now <laughs> because yeah. like I can't even describe <laughs> the she, video. She, it, was a, <laughs> it was a serious fucking. Was it a fail though? Is it a fail? It's well because she was making a fruit smoothie and she thought that her frozen bag of fruit was fruit. And so she dumped it in the blender and it was all pizza rolls. That's what I'm trying. It's so fucking funny. So she sent us this video and it's a bag of pizza rolls in her blender. (laughs) She's about to make a pizza roll smoothie. (laughs) So her Instagram is Maddie underscore Murphy. Maddie is with one D underscore Murphy. And that just, I can't stop thinking about it. I can't. I mean, did she actually finish the job? Did she make she that smoothie? Up that, that pizza roll smoothie. I would. I mean, I'd be interested to know. Yeah. You know, that could be the new salt and straw flavor. You never know. Oh my gosh, vanilla pizza roll. Oh, I w- listen. Yeah. She might be onto something. With some kind of like garlic ribbon throughout. Hell yeah. I'm about that Ooh, actually. Good call. Right. The garlic ribbon. The garlic sauce ribbon. Yeah, with a little like uh, you know a little salt bay action at the end. 100. percent That's a delicious ice cream. Oh well, God. Maddie. <laughs> <laughs> You've inspired. You've inspired. Who's your butt of the week? My butt of the week is La Bellatini at La Bellatini on Instagram. Isabel is an incredible DJ. She's a great friend. She's a boxer. She smokes hella weed. She's also DJing all around town. So if you're in LA, you can go and catch her at places like the Offbeat Bar or Tabula Rasa, which is some of our friends are at Tabula Rasa. So yeah, check her out on Instagram at La Bellatini. She's a great follow. She's just fucking cool too. Also, I'm a little scared of her because she boxes and she's a fucking badass. Yeah, a boxing DJ? Yeah. Fuck yes. She's mad cool. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get to our VIB, our very important bug. Buds, VIBs, geez Louise. We have this week back for another round of uh, tender eating. We have the tender friends. Yeah, Eric and Michael, Michael and Eric. They are an amazing podcast that I listen to every single week. So, excuse me, if you're looking for a new podcast to check out, check out the tender friends. They rate chicken tenders and they have guests and they crack... They crack wise. They're it's fun so as It's so good. And they just had a Getty image with Wolfgang Puck. So if you're like, what yeah. kind of silly podcast is this? Yeah, it is silly. But also Wolfgang Puck fed them chicken tenders and there's a photo of it. And yeah. that's like, what a life. Yeah, they're, they're like making a name for themselves in the tender world. <laughs> yeah, we do. <laughs> right off the bat, we talk about chicken landscape, like the chicken landscape. And this is such a fun up. It's so fun to drop this week too, because you know, it's all about like hanging out with your friends, having some good food, saying what you're grateful for and just you know enjoying life that's it oh that's what we're thankful for Mm -hmm. dang mary jane well thanks for doing this pod with me i'm grateful for you mike i'm grateful for you without further ado here's our chat with the tender friends hi everyone as you know mike and i love to travel and we love to check out new shops everywhere we go yeah one of our favorite places to go is vegas what's up vegas what up yo life is beautiful the fremont experience any reason at all any seriously any reason at all go right now Yes, let's go. Let's well, go. while we're there, we should go to, to our favorite dispensary, Euphoria Wellness. They were the first dispensary to open in Las Vegas, and they have won multiple Best of Las Vegas awards. Right? You open first, and you do it the best? Mm-hmm. Sign me up. I loved how when we got to Euphoria, the staff was super welcoming. So nice. And then check-in was super quick. And then the best part, you have an experienced wellness guide with you, so they can walk you through the entire process and help you select the best products for what you need. And they have a huge selection of flour, edibles, cartridges, and tons more, and they're House brand of flour, which is called Suma. So good. It's amazing. Yeah, Suma. Um, Yo, Suma. honestly, you walk in there, you go through check-in, and then you have a wellness guide walk you through, and then you get Suma. Yeah. Stop. That's so, so good. Check them out the next time you're in Vegas. Their website is euphoriawellnessnv.com. That's euphoriawellnessnv, like for Nevada, dot com. Yeah, and use our special promo code GRUB, and you'll get 10% off your next visit at the dispensary. Keep out of reach of children. For use only by adults 21 years of age and older. No other coupons or discounts apply. You did it like one of the... That sounded yeah, right? so good. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah. Go to euphoriawellnessnv.com. What up, Mary Jane? How's it going, Mike? This is really, really exciting. It's so exciting. We have two very special guests today. Would you please introduce yourselves uh, so everyone knows your voices, please? 
Uh, my name is Eric Wilson. I'm 30 from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, currently living in Los Angeles. Yeah. Thank you for joining us, Eric Wilson. My pleasure. <laughs> uh, my name is Michael Walker. Uh, I am 28 years old. I'm from Buffalo Grove, Illinois, and I think technically I live in West Hollywood. Wow. It's Thank you for joining us, Michael. Friends. It's the Tender Friends. It's the Tender Friends. Y'all, welcome back, guys. <laughs> Friends of ours know that from that information. <laughs> yeah, they're real heads. They're like, oh, yeah, 28 and 30, that's the tender friends. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. You have one of the most spectacular podcasts I listen to every single week. Oh, thank you. I so just nice. want to get the plug out at the top for sure. everybody listening. Can we just talk about exactly what Tender Friends is? Because you just had a heck of a month. Sure, yeah. We're a weekly comedy and food podcast where we review chicken tenders and chicken nuggets. Uh, each week is a new place that we review. Commonly, we do one. We've There's been a handful of times we've done two. Yeah, each week we review different places, chicken tenders and chicken nuggets. The past month, we've been doing a chef month. Oh, yeah, right. So we've had some cool chefs from LA uh, on and we had them somehow we convinced them to cook us chicken tenders um, and then we ate them with them at like uh, we did Eric Greenspan we ate at his kitchen he, he cooked for us he's on Food Network and shit yeah he's on Guys, he's on grocery, guys games. grocery Games a lot. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah and then we did uh, Johnny Ray cooked for us he cooked like off the menu tenders that he's like slowly going to start releasing the and, dude um, from Howlin' uh, Ray's, Howlin Ray's yeah. yeah we went to Howlin' Ray's and he made it we interviewed him in the room next door to where they made like the, to the facility. I can't um, y'all. You got secret tenders. We did, yeah. yeah. We it's fucking yeah. so exciting. We it's, talk talk some shit about the industry with him. Yeah. yeah. Ooh, what's shit talking oh, about the not, tender we industry? Can't. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Why? We're Let's swine. go. We Let's can't. get into it. People want to hear tender say, tender like, tea. It, yeah. So like a year ago, we did a thing for TasteMade where we um, did a video helping them like release their tenders. So like we did a video with them and we ate their tenders before they released them. And then we put out the video with Tastemade and we did an episode on them. And like it was interesting to see back then a year ago because like the chicken landscape has changed yeah, so it much. Really has. It has. It's like not it's, it's like not it's funny. such a boom. It's such a boom right now. It's like now. actually chartable. That's incredible. You can see the data. Yeah. So <laughs> when that first happened, of feathers there was only a few places. So uh, we were like, how do you feel? Because Howlin' Rays is the OG Nashville-style chicken in L.A., and it's obviously blown up to become huge. But we asked them, like, how do you feel about these places that really, you know, whether they do it well or not, a lot of them outright say that Howlin' Rays was their inspiration. That's where they got the idea from it. They ate their food, and they were like, this is great. There needs to be more of this. Whether their intentions were, you know, for the love of food or for the love of money, like, whatever. Mm-hmm. Some people imitated this. And back when we did that video with Tastemade, they were like, no, it's it's great to be honored, and it's you know it's it's really cool, and yet what we appreciate it, and if they're doing it well, like who cares? This interview with, with at Helen Ray's now was like, what, what, like they're seeing fuck that motherfucking people. yeah, they're seeing yeah, a lot of those motherfuckers in it for the yeah. money, yeah. the influencers, yeah. and they're not like they're in it for the love of the food. They mm-hmm. do it well. They're our number one ranked tender, so they're the best tender that we've ever had on the show. Um, so we know they're doing it for the love of food. Johnny has a great story of how he brought it to L.A. and his struggle at the beginning with the restaurant. And uh, now he's seeing there's so much now. And it's all, not all, but a lot of them are, are for money. So it's pissing them off. Do you think that the chicken tender boom or the chicken landscape, as you termed it, mm. uh, is related to legal weed? No. Yeah, probably. What? <laughs> it's got to be, right? <laughs> like, do you think, it's got to be connected I think, somehow. I don't think it's a chicken tender boom. I think, I think. Or a chicken boom. Well, it's a fried chicken and, a fried and chicken, chicken sandwich boom. It's yeah, like the Popeyes really chicken, chicken sandwich. Thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's yeah. all it's all fried chicken and and these like unique smaller places. But do you feel like it's related to like having legal weed, or it's just because people know how to handle chicken better than they know how to handle other proteins, and so maybe they're attacking it that way? Or it's, I, I, it's so fucking delicious. I like, think what's... it's I think food culture and and food trends and ideas are able to. Like within the last, like, I think within the last like twenty years, like around the world, it's like just exploded exponentially, like really quickly. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I think Nashville hot chicken, shit like that, has become super popular. The same thing as like burgers and all that stuff. And but I, I think, do think it being in LA, LA is a city where you can kick something off. Like Almost oh, definitely. And Didn't the fact that out, I'm sorry, but yeah. we ate. There was like a pop up. We stumbled out of a bar. Yeah, yeah, right. Oh, the cartel. Yeah. they called the cartel? The cart LA. The cart, the cart LA. LA. <laughs> oh, but they should be. Yeah, flip yeah, that A and L around. Change that shit. <laughs> yeah. uh, I got four immediately. Letters, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, 
No, yeah, when we went to that bar together, and, and outside they were just cooking chicken nuggets. Yeah, it was yeah. on the sidewalk in a mm-hmm. fryer with no protection. Yeah. It was very dangerous looking. Ballsy, delicious is the word you I would use. You gotta do it though. <laughs> that's that's L.A. There's no they. What do they? Health uh, codes. I mean, anything. well, no, who, they who they, they decriminalize street vending or something. So oh. it's like a slap on the wrist, and they don't even really go after people like that. Is what I. That's my understanding. I like either that. way. I'm, I'm gonna, into it. I'm gonna kill someone though. You know what I mean? Like I'm gonna make an undercooked tender. Mm. That's what I worry about. Like no. I feel like there should be some some regulation. Yeah. I think it's on you if you eat an undercooked yeah. tender. I mean that that <laughs> these bitches have like. Just flipped over shopping carts and they cook. That's true. And they converted that, that into that, a that's grill, true, and you're true, like, okay, true. I'll have two. <laughs> like, that's true. I've nah, now, now you have hepatitis. Yeah, that's true. I um, never what do you think gave it to me? The shopping cart? Yeah. <laughs> was it the rusty Ralph's cart or <laughs> that cart was from Trader Joe's? Was it the cookie enough, sheet it was, it was a nice on? one. <laughs> yeah, well, when the yeah. bacon is wrapped around the hot dog, mm-hmm. and you're like, there's no way the hot dog is going to cook too. But it does smell so good. Yeah, but the hot dog didn't touch the cart, so you just peel the bacon off. It's like a corn husk on a. Oh, oh, it's protected you bacon. That, you peel that bacon off. You get that bacon juice. That makes flavor. sense. But then you got a clean dog. Damn. Oh. So don't eat the bacon. Yeah. Mm, the note thing it. with those carts, though, with the bacon wrapped dogs that they sell everywhere, is they're actually coming from some massive production facility that I feel like is probably pretty clean because they're all the same. Like that's an entire yeah. The that's meat's a probably clean. We're we're just you know focused on the shopping cart mostly. I well, you think like. the shopping carts come from the same? No, those hot dogs aren't. Those hot dogs are like really well organized and deployed throughout the city and like pretty good. Oh, sure, sure, sure. You, you know, think they're franchised carts. shopping carts? <laughs> that's what I'm wondering though. Like, is that what you're saying? I mean, you know how they're like organized, like in. In Paris, for instance, there's like a whole group of underground tchotchke sellers. And they're okay. just like, they have the same tchotchkes at like, you know, 20 mm. different places yeah, throughout yeah, the city. Yeah. And they're not just random. They're the street like, guys, right? They all come yeah. together and they mm-hmm. share their resources. So I'm saying it's mm. the same thing the, here. The LA hot doggers? Hot, the hot dog network. You I, know love, what I, mean? I love the idea of learning more about that. Don't you think that's have, true? I yeah. think they would, maybe. I think they have to bring their own shopping cart. I don't think someone's supplying the shopping cart. Right. Well, maybe I'm a little too weird. focused on the shopping cart. But <laughs> I feel like you're very shopping cart yeah. focused. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, especially because how do you get them? Well, yeah, okay. Yeah, they, it's the franchise is like a permission. I feel like you know, we've got to do like a, a union dive into this and like find out what's up with these. They're they're affiliated. It's an affiliation. So you think that they're unionized? I feel like there's a yes. it's a it's a network. It has it, to, like a Facebook it has group? to be yeah. It has like to Peter be Francis a union. at the Hollywood Bowl. You dogging? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I can't. I can't dog today. My cart thing. got hit. There's I got to go jack another one from Ralph's. No, but I actually feel. Yeah. Like, I think it's kind of nefarious, and I think the people who are running the nefarious. hot dog carts are reporting back to someone who's actually probably taking most of their fucking money, like any oh, of these because, goddamn networks. I don't sure, know. sure, 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 sure. Like but there yeah. are see there are a lot yeah. at the Hollywood Bowl specifically. Always stuff like there's like from 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 the Hollywood Bowl down to Hollywood and Highland it's just like there's like yeah. six of them yeah so I feel like they're unionized to protect a distance hmm. but they also maybe maybe it's the same meats too I and vegetables like one or that makes sense if they don't do that you need to post that in that subreddit or whatever they're in yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> reddit are uh, hot dog carts. LA, LA doggers baby <laughs> LA carters LA doggers LA the cartel doggers. That's Man, what we did. I'm going to write about this. I'm going to find out the truth and I'm going to write <laughs> yeah. about it for somewhere. It leads, we need to do a combo that. article, you and Farley Elliott, just like getting. Yeah. <laughs> really yeah, it's dangerous business the, getting into the, the territory. Like Underground? You're going to get deep? It's yeah. Gonna be cool. I'm going to embed. Change your name. Yeah. <laughs> we talk about it a lot on your Tender Friends podcast, but you don't eat anything, which is another reason why you do a podcast about chicken tenders. Yeah. Like my main diet consists of chicken related items. Chicken related items since the day you were born. Yes. Yeah. And so I mean, I just had a PB and J two months ago. So yeah, exactly. That gives you a good baseline. I just want to give everyone context. Yeah. Yep. For like what your diet is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And why when you tried a peach, it was kind of a big deal. Yeah, that was our first video. Yeah. I think one morning I woke up to a text. It just said it was at like I don't think you texted me at six in the morning. I think you texted me late at night, and it just said I ate a Twix. On my own today, <laughs> and I said I said it out loud like I, what the fuck? Like I was like I don't good. I don't know. So we ha- <laughs> of all the, like great. In the first video, we did a peach, bacon, and a Twix, or, or a second video. Or something. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I never had a Twix because I was in Seven Eleven. I was like I should get one more thing because we do videos once in a while of me trying new foods. Um, and I was like, I'll get a Twix. So I got a Twix, and I really liked it. Because it's just caramel, cookie, and chocolate. Right, that's why I it like, were, doesn't count. I thought there were nuts in it all this time. 
<laughs> so I fell in love with it instantly. I've been eating them a lot ever since. And uh, it is no nut proud. November. Did you try any other chocolates? Because there's a lot of other good ones no. out there. Like they, I think you'll like. No, no, no. But now I know not to text you my food accomplishments. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was the one thing we could bond over. We have a podcast about chicken tenders. <laughs> I should be able to text you about my Twix. I was just like, dope. <laughs> well, I don't even think he responded. I don't think I did. I because I was early as fuck. I was, that like, was like okay, that attitude. It. I was like, it's six in the morning. Like, I, well, and oh. as someone who's at the other end of the spectrum with food mm. too, like you eat. A yeah, lot I eat of, Twix a lot. Well, <laughs> and also, like, and he has like food experience. Yeah, 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 yeah. Other weird shit. Like yeah. very out of the box. That yeah, yeah, yeah for a sure. A lot of people don't get the experience. Yeah, and I had McDonald's have. seventeen sure. days in a row last year. Like, <laughs> <laughs> did you really? I'm sure it's more than that, actually. Yeah, I was going to say, like, I don't... (laughs) Those are low numbers there. Yeah. Rookie numbers. I like the fish fillet. I've had had a streak where I was getting fish fillet. Mm -hmm. Lent time, that's the time to eat it, because you can get them two for six. Oh. (laughs) Profiting off of our religion? Yeah. If they're going to sell it, then I'm going to... Yo, listen, the religion is profiting (laughs) off you. I know that during Passover is, at least in New York, is the time where you should buy Coca-Cola products because they're made with cane sugar instead of corn syrup. Sure. Mm. Whoa, really? They specially import the good Coca-Cola from Mexico for Passover. Oh my gosh, what Mm -hmm. a hot tip. Right? I had no idea. Things you learn. It's not matzo balls without your real cane sugar (laughs) Coca-Cola. That's what they always say. Yeah, it is. It's always a steaming hot plate of garbage. And uh, And sometimes you change the broth for that Coke. And it is a real nice Passover. What is is not kosher about cane syrup? Or I mean corn syrup. Something. Yeah, definitely something. All right. Well, I'll look into that too. Yeah. As someone <laughs> who does not is there like, like maybe soup, some gelatin no in it, probably. Oh yeah. It, there's some animal byproduct in the it horse hooves that you can't have. Mm. It's always the horse hooves. Oh, classic. Mm. That sneaky, sneaky horse. There, hoof. Yeah. It's right? also there's another. I just found out that but gelatin isn't just horse. It's also it's buttholes. Oh, it's buttholes and horse hooves. That's huh? what I heard. I can't oh, remember. I love fruit snacks. But you always hear something's a butthole, you know? <laughs> yeah. And it's like okay. Well, I like mango flavor. But also, things, who was so. inventing that? Who was like, what do we do with all these yeah. buttholes? No, because that's the <laughs> who invented gelatin? What <laughs> lunatic <laughs> that's cut off a horse's hoof this shit and up. then just was like, let's make some gummy shit? <laughs> that's insane. Also, glue. Yeah, that's fucked up. Which, too. again, yeah. You know. I mean, beer, too. Like, if you think about it. That's like, too deep from horses? Beer. Well, no, but just like the creation of beer that somebody just took a bunch of fruit and was like, this shit oh, has monks. been going. So poorly for us. Like, look at this yucky shit. Mm-hmm. And then they, all of a sudden they were like, let's, let's try drink it. it. <laughs> and then they got fucked up One and they were like, hey, that actually went well. Like, that's so crazy. Wait, wait, wait. Back to the horse hooves. Glue and gelatin. Yeah. That's two different people. Yeah. Did that crazy shit. Yeah. And both came up with like some crazy shit. Yeah. yeah. I wonder what is in the horse hoof that makes it. Because, like, what is a horse hoof, right? Horse hoof is really it's concentrated. Keratin. Apparently, it's, it's like delicious. Right? Yeah. It's like our nails. So it's probably the keratin. Oh, yeah, our nail. Yeah, yeah. But why couldn't, couldn't keratin come from something else aside from hooves? Yeah, probably. Yeah, but everyone was riding their horses around, and then when they're gone, you gotta do something. They're still using. I dropped that fucking horse. Do you want to know what it was called when you sent your horse off when you were done riding it and it was old? You sent it off to the knackers. That was who killed your horse. So being knackered means like you're so tired that you get executed. This is like Nova Scotian lore. That's uh, to be. Yeah, man. I don't know why I know that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like weird Newfoundland yeah. terms. Oh, um, Newfoundland. That's, that's right. neat, yeah. though. I'm glad I. Know yeah. That. So being knackered is like they tough job. End to you because you're so tired that you're basically no good anymore. So they kill you. <laughs> wow. And yeah. Okay. I have no idea why I know these things, Eric. I mean, that's fine. I love random. I love people who know random information. I want to go around the table and do a, if you had to do like drunk history, but stone history instead, mm. who would you choose to do? See, I love oh, history so shit. much that I have I thought about anything, this. You yeah. Guys. You've thought about this. Mm-hmm. Okay. So if someone came up to you at a party and they were like, I'm super fucking baked and I need you to explain this thing to me, what would you explain? I would explain. And you have to be baked too. Yeah. Okay. I would explain um, the life of Benjamin Franklin's grandson. His grandson. Yeah. You're like, what? Uh-huh. But that's the drug history twist. It's like, I don't care about this person. And then you tell their awesome ass story. Okay. And that would be it. So his name is Benjamin Franklin Bash. Um, you know the show Franklin and Bash? Yes. It's like a play on that. Um, but that's his name. And he took over Franklin's newspaper when Franklin died. And he was like Franklin's heir apparent to his whole printing legacy. Um, and he was the first journalist to stand up and defend the First Amendment. 
Um, wow. So free speech is like we have it today because not a lot of people know that Washington and Adams especially um, kind of rallied against free speech and wanted to like kind of become the monarch that they fought to free themselves from. So he was literally thrown in, like they created the Alien and Sedition Acts, which <laughs> this is turning into weed <laughs> history. Yeah. Um, I'm like this joint. Yeah. And so they uh, created the Alien and Sedition Acts um, to stop journalists from saying anything bad about the president. Okay. And he, ben, Benny was like, mm, not going to happen. Like, you can't stop us from doing that. Wow. So he fought against it, got thrown in jail a bunch of times. Um, and John Adams created that law. And then he died in in... Uh, prison from yellow fever, Benny Batch. And uh, then two years later, Jefferson nixed the laws because Jefferson and him were close. So like to, you know, honor him. him. Yeah. Fuck, that's... Wow. So dope. Yeah, Benjamin Franklin Batch. Look him up. B-A-S-S... B-A-C-H-E. It's either Bash or Bash, I forget. That's so full circle to today, too. Because you're not allowed yeah. to say anything bad about. Yeah, Trump. exactly. Oh, it's, it's so, so crazy. It's, I like. I almost don't want you to put it on here because I'm. Yeah. I'm writing a script oh, about yeah, yeah. it. But it's like so um, relevant and like yeah. it's such a flip into like it's like Wait, this is it can come back like this can happen again. Yeah. History you're gonna fucking... write the script for the Franklin and Bash movie. <laughs> yeah. I just gotta get Dude, just gotta dope. get Zach Morris to sign. That's on. really cool. <laughs> wow, that's fucking intense and amazing. Yeah. Okay, what about you, Michael? Oh shit, I like don't really know a lot about anything. But um, there's got to be someone that you would tell the story of. I feel like I would want to tell the story of the history of ska. Nah, like probably William Hanna and Joseph Barbera, like Hanna Barbera. Whoa. Because I've read. A lot. I've read like William Hanna's biography, and like I was like super into the early days of like that. Um, and like, I don't really want to talk about it because I don't really know the. Fact. I'm gonna get so much shit wrong. You don't have to do it right now. I just <laughs> yeah. want to know like. If but that's this what I would do. Happen. It's wild how he started. I mean, he William Hanna wa- worked at Looney Tunes, and basically just walked in one day. I mean, it's like every fucking story that you hear from the 20s. Like, yeah. He walked in and was like, "Give me a job," and they were like, "You can clean our floors." And then he did, and then they were like, you ever inked some brushes, kid? And he was like, no. And then he started doing that, and then it just grew into him being like an animator, uh, which is wild. But there is like an insane story. I don't even really remember the whole thing, but he there's some crazy story about him getting a job offer, and he wasn't happy with it. So he just like left and walked into Walt Disney's office and was just like, yo, I just got this offer. Can you match it? And Walt Disney was like, yeah, I'll give you this much. And he just, wow. and he, then he walked back. I think it was Looney Tunes. And he walked back to Looney Tunes with like the offer from Walt Disney and was like, yo, homie Walt Disney just gave me this offer. And Looney Tunes was like, all right, we'll give you more. And then he worked with Looney Tunes. Something like that. Un. It's like fucking wild. Just like reading the story. Because like at that time, it was just like, fucking Walt Disney. Yeah. What a dumb well, that guy. was like, yeah. well, no, like Walt Disney and, and Jack Warner had a huge viral, right. rivalry. Right. They like, they hated each other. But it's just wild that he could have like, the story was like, he was like a nobody and was just like, and so I went to Walt Disney's office and I was like, oh, okay, cool. Like, <laughs> just, just walked like, into knock, Walt knock, Disney's knock. office. Yeah, right. Like, but yeah, it's wild. And then it's just all about how they like, he worked his Imagine way our and, motivated asses lived in that time where... You really could just maybe get into Walt Disney's office and pitch him something real quick. hundred percent. I would have been I would have been pretty fucking annoying. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. But successful. Maybe. So much success like would have came from that. But I always think like if I was born in Philadelphia like two hundred and twenty years ago, I'd be on money. But that's just narcissism. What kind of money? I'll take I'll take a dollar bill. Like it doesn't matter to me. Oh, on money. Yeah, I thought like that me- that was like slang for like stacks in your basement. I'm off the money. I'll be on that money. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you think you would be on a bill? Your face on a bill? I think if I lived in Philadelphia and was born in Philadelphia, like I was two hundred and something years ago. Yeah, when America was being founded, because you'd be running I would for have been office. An, I would you have think been in a rebel rousing, you know, bunch. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. You know, because it wasn't like politics like it is today. It was like a bunch of like anarchists who like fought for independence. Yeah, it's like a bunch of badass dudes who were like, "Let's fucking overthrow this country real quick." And some badass Let's women too. Own- oh, sorry. There's yes, badass women. In um, there. and uh, yeah. So they, I think that's uh, I would be able to. You'd be on mesh money. with that. Yeah. What what bill would you choose? I don't care. I'm not picking that. Regard. I love. I just want to be on money. <laughs> it sounds so good too. Because if it was like, hey, can, do you have change for a Wilson? Yeah, it sounds pretty yeah. good. Yeah. Yeah. Wait. What about you, Mike? What would you do? What would I talk Stoned, about? What am I? An expert a stone in? recounting. An expert in yeah, um, 
Man, I w- there's some like really great Second City stories that I could tell, but I don't know if that's actually interesting because that's like, like a comedy life story lore. of a different person. Kind a of life. Thing? Of, I don't know anyone's life, do I? I feel like whose life do I know? That's such a good question. Um, like a subject that you would like educate people about. Have you ever seen Walk Hard? No, not Walk Hard. Walk the Line. I don't know. You could do Johnny Cash. Johnny Cash. <laughs> if you've seen that movie, I. <laughs> you mean just a biopic? Yeah. You can yeah, just, you just, just watch you can tell the plot of a movie that you've asked. Yeah, there you go. You got it. Yeah. <laughs> cool. I'm just trying to help, man. So David Bowie steals this baby, <laughs> and <laughs> nobody can find it. So that's what you would just recount the plots of movies from the eighties. Yeah. These fucking okay. animals, dude. <laughs> I'd never seen them before that were in it. Yeah. Crazy. She could have gone that way, would have gone straight to the castle. Anyway, she took the long way. There's a lesson in that. I would listen to that story if I was high at a party. <laughs> then nobody knows it's the labyrinth plot. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I would stand around and listen. That would be worth it's it. It's a really good story. This guy knows this guy? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta be friends with him. Wait, I wanna mm. get I wanna know who your pers- who your uh, oh, who I would tell this history yeah. of? The story that I would tell would be the story of the endurance. Do you guys know about the Shackleton expedition to the Antarctic in, no. um, in 1916? Wild. It was a voyage that uh, they were trying to make it to the South Pole mm-hmm. for the first time. And Ernest Shackleton was captaining this vessel that got trapped in sea ice. And then they spent 600 and some days trapped just on the ice, living on the ice. And they made it to an island and they lived off like leopard seals and penguins and shit. And then ultimately they, a few of them got in a boat and journeyed across 800 miles of ocean to get to an island where they had this insane thing where they had to get to the other side of the island by climbing a mountain. They did it all with sextants and by navigating by the stars and not one person died. Yeah, that's why. That's, that's awesome. It's an incredible story. The endurance. Wow. I've never heard that story. All happened during the Second World or the First World War. Is their so. boat still trapped in ice down there? I think they Is rescued like... it, like what was left of it. Basically, mm-hmm. did the boat got trapped in ice and then the ice crushed it and it mm. sank and they lost everything. Oh. And they had to then live on the ice with just what was left on their backs. Basically, they had to eat their sled dogs. It's like just an insane fucking story. But I think they did. Is there a book? That. I would love to read that book. It's yeah, called Endurance. It's wild. Oh, it's a book. Mm-hmm. Oh. I'll lend it to you. I have it somewhere. Oh, my God. Ernest Shackleton. And he, the craziest part about it was that he saved every single life. Like, he didn't let one of his crew perish. There was... Um, what a stubborn man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I would have definitely ate the lowest ranking officer. There's a... My favorite part of the... Uh, Only chicken fingers <laughs> and... And Barry. My favorite part of the whole book is where I'd never heard of what a leopard seal... Do you guys know about leopard seals? Yeah. They're carnivorous. They yeah, yeah, yeah. They They're penguins. scary. And they're huge, and they have like, these long necks and these sharp teeth, and they're just crazy looking. Mm-hmm. And this guy was like skiing across. They look the dumb, ice. but they're dangerous. They're fucking crazy yeah. dangerous. And this guy was skiing uh, across the ice one day, like out foraging, and a leopard seal popped up and chased him across the ice and almost ate him. And the, mm. the way it's recounted in the book is just like so fucking terrifying. And I'd never heard. I was like, there are carnivorous seals. What's happening? Mm. So anyway, that would be my story. We got some cricket chips. They're made from crickets? Yeah, they're made from crickets. They're called eat bugs, and they're called chirps. Yeah. Barbecued cricket chips, 20 grams of protein per bag. What are they really, though? uh, The ingredients are stone ground corn, sunflower oil, saffron oil, crickets, pea flour, chia seeds, yeast, barbecue seasoning. What was I bamboozled into? You're about to try... I just had a PB&J, and now you're asking me to try crickets? That's true. Cricket chips. Yeah, will you try one? I mean, I feel like I'm on one cricket per chip. Is that what it cool. says? One cricket per chip? Yep. Nice. Sure yeah, sure does. And there's more protein in a cricket than in salmon or something. Is that true? It's on the bag, but I read it wrong. <laughs> but, I also, but also, I don't know how to read. Yeah, so the problem is that. You hide that so well, Mike. I can't, I can't guarantee I'm going to do this, um, mostly because it smells literally like a pet store. Oh, it does smell bad. Wow, it smells like the chinchilla cage of Petco. Exactly. It smells like a Whole Foods I was going to be specific and say rodent cage, but overall, just like pet store vibes. Yeah. It totally is pet store vibes. Are you going to put that in your mouth? Yeah, of course. Can I get some water? Ready? One, two, three. (laughs) I'm going to get more water. Oh, shit. Eric. not bad. Please. I don't want to hear that. Try it. (laughs) It's not bad. No, I'll get another one. Okay, you just want me to do it. Give me another one. When I was I've younger, I was like, cricket, I was like, if I, I loved Fear Factor, I was like, I would never make it past the eating stage. Yeah. Crickets are the least gross bug you could eat. 
Cricket protein has more B12 than salmon, more iron than spinach, and it has nine essential amino acids, all nine of those amino acids. I don't care about any of that. <laughs> because, like, the main thing is, like, when you said cricket during the ingredients part. Yeah. Yeah, that's my thing. That's my hold up. I mean, you know you've inhaled a lot of, like, you know, bug protein just through having your mouth open. Oh, yeah. Any, any I, time as a human, right? I ate ants before when I was little. I had a donut on the step next to me, and mm-hmm. I, like, put it down, and I was doing something. I came back to it, and I bit it, and then I realized it was covered in ants. Mm-hmm. So I definitely ate ants before. Yeah. Whatever, yeah. I'll eat crickets, too. It definitely tastes like a pet store. I don't mind them, but they taste like cardboard chips. They like taste like novelty item. I think at this point they they do not have it dialed in. That's supposed to be barbecue flavored, right? That's what's weird to me. Like it's definitely and your face says it all. It's just like yeah. There's no barbecue flavor. Cardboard. Are you you dipping them in uh, guac? Mm -hmm. Yeah, Um, that sounds good. Also, the aftertaste is kind of pork rindy. Does anyone get like a little shitty like, pork rind? Shitty, shitty pork, pork rind. rind. That's mm-hmm. my band. Yeah, these are shitty bad. Pork. <laughs> shitty. Pork yeah, these are not good. Earth-saving, gluten-free, bug chips. Listen, no nope. cricket protein is gonna happen. It has. It I'm has just, to. I'm just silent the rest of the episode. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, we traumatized it. Yeah. <laughs> Eyebrow twitching. <laughs> Would you eat one more? No, I think we got the point. Yeah. <laughs> there's a really weird chip that i'm wondering if it exists here because that was like my second chip when i was a teenager was they were called munchy munchies or munchos do you know what i'm talking about red bag yeah mm-hmm. mix of yep. they're like kind of red like shiny bag pork grindy can I, consistency. yes can i tell you this is so funny you bring this up <laughs> one of the scariest moments of my life happened because of these chips Uh oh this is crazy holy shit i never told this story before and it's so, it's like pretty scary. We're in the pocket. Oh, fuck yeah. yes. I'm so um, stoked about this. My mom was eating those uh-huh. and legit choked on one and could not breathe. And it was only me. And I was probably like nine or 10. And I didn't know what to do. And she was like red, purple, like choking, could not breathe. So I just ran out of the house and like ran a few doors down and grabbed like one of my neighbors. And I was like, my mom's choking. I don't know what to do. And he came in and like had to give her the Heimlich and like, she, like she was almost killed by a munchie chip. <laughs> like, wait, they're yeah. just pork rinds. They're like pretty thick, greasy, like bubbly. I think I've seen plain those. chips. But they're no, but they're made from like a completely, you know, like how Pringles are sort of like reconstituted potato powder. I mm-hmm. think these are kind of like that. It's, it's not, not real like potato. Solid, it's not a piece yeah, of yeah, potato. Yeah. It's like potato powder that's Very then crisp, like, like yeah. fried and mm-hmm. then it kind of bubbles up. Do you have you ever had these? I've never heard it's of like them, a I thinner think. pork rind texture, but yeah. it's not pork rind. Yeah, it's like a plain potato. They're very yeah. greasy. Mm-hmm. They're fucking awesome if you like them, and they're not trying to kill you. Yeah, if you, if you <laughs> I can't endorse them because they tried to kill my mom. Yeah, but <laughs> I heard they're pretty good. You guys <laughs> ever have Andy Cap's hot fries? No, so good. That was my lunch. That was my mm-hmm. lunch. Dude, move. they were always in the vending machine in my high school with Total. Fago. My high school is run by Juggalos. Really? Yeah, Fago. Ooh, Fago all a, over, dude. Give me a fucking mountain, a uh, moon, moon mist. Yeah, love it. Uh, the, I'm, I'm Hawaiian sorry. Punch was called like Ono Wave or something. We have to talk about one more thing, Eric. You saved your mom's life. <laughs> I saved, I saved right. my mom's life a couple times. My mom has epilepsy. Uh huh. And she'll have seizures a lot of the time. So I've saved her life. She fell in a bathroom in our house, and I was the only one home. Oh. Fucked her entire face up. Like, busted teeth out. How old out. were you? This time I was probably like 15 or 16. Yeah. So scared. Um, so I have like so much blood in the bathroom. I was so scared. Uh, another time we were walking down the street, she had a seizure. I, I caught her before she hit her head on the pavement. But the, but the earliest I remember is she, we were like hanging out outside, and then she went inside to do laundry. And then had a seizure and fell face plant into the laundry and like was suffocating because she was in like a pile of clothes. Oh, fuck. And I was like, I was like, mommy's taking so long. Like, so I went in to check on her and I found her like that and like had to call the ambulance and shit like that. So I'm very seizure trained. If anyone has epilepsy. What do you do? You sweep the tongue, right? No, you don't really have to. I mean, a lot of time they Turn bite them on down their side. on it. So you put them on their side. Mm-hmm. Um, so they like, so the tongue's for and they, all the foam's coming out and shit like that. Um... But a lot of time they like well, they'll clamp down, so they'll like bite their tongue. So there'll be a lot of blood, but that's just usually just them biting their fucking like fucking their tongue up. Mm-hmm. My mom's taking chunks out. It's like you're not so supposed to put awful. anything in their mouth. Nothing in their mouth. Like people people think like it's like a diabetic thing, so they like want to give her orange juice. Like you don't absolutely nothing in the mouth, um, even like to try and like pry it open because their jaw like their head's getting electrocuted, so their jaws clenched fucking tight. Ooh. That's that's what a seizure is. Is like your head yeah, getting like electrocuted. Your, yeah, it's like a. Holy cow. Getting electrocuted at like a lesser level, obviously, but yeah. You're a hero, man. 
Um, nah, I just like you know. Save some life. That's Save what he is. Life, That's I don't what know. he is. That's <laughs> really cool. It's not cool, but it's like no, it's, like it's cool that you memories. Know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad we I, brought this up. Today. But I always I think know. about like I always think for myself like if I saw something, would I fight or flight? Like, what's my fight or flight? like mentality before yeah, before mom, logic kicks in can i just say it's I, like fear and then like how do i fucking fix this you yeah, know yeah yeah i we were walking down melrose avenue recently together and i got egged from a passing car whoa they threw a fucking egg at me and i saw you like immediately try to figure out where the fuck it had come from and how to fuck shit up. like you went into this like major like it was yes. kind of neat like yeah. i was like oh that's what i mean like the people cool. you like, care most has, about has my back and wants to like fuck whoever that yeah. was up the people you care most about you're like there's no fight or flight it's just fucking yo let's fight for my fucking for my loved one yeah Yeah. that's what you did boom I almost fought an old Ukrainian man in a parking lot for my (laughs) girlfriend like two years ago what did he do like right there actually it's like right there the Bank of America parking lot right there uh huh um you know classic LA story we're young in LA Ellen had a hard day as an assistant or some shit so she's crying in her car you know, like literally over just like it was like, oh, I had a bad day as a PA or something. This dude must have seen her crying and thought like I, she's emotionally like weak or something. I don't know how he picked her out, but he basically pulled up next to her and was like, you hit you sideswiped my car while you were driving and crying that you fucked up my car. And like he basically tried to swindle her to get her to go to the Bank of America parking lot to get pulled money out of an atm because he was like i have all state perfect drivers or something like that legit um, yeah <laughs> yeah i have perfect drivers and he was like insurance. he was like he was like i don't want to he was like i don't want to fuck that up so i don't really want to settle this through insurance like but like i this is gonna cost like twelve hundred dollars so i'm gonna need that out of the atm and and my girlfriend was like super like disoriented was like what the fuck is happening right now so she like called me and was like there's this i i, I this dude is saying i hit his car can you come out here and help me with this? And I was like, yeah, okay. So I went out and I think I remember I was holding a bowl <laughs> when she called and I hadn't like smoked or anything. It was like a Friday night. I had like just gotten home from work and then she called me and I was like, okay, sure. So I went out and the guy was like, yeah, pull into that parking lot. There's an ATM right there. Get the money. And as we're driving there, <laughs> Ellen's like, cool. Yeah, she was like, but like, she was like, and she was like, I don't know what the fuck's going on. I, I just, she's like explaining to me as we're going there. Like, I just told this dude I was going to give him money because I fucked his car up. And I was like, did you actually fuck his car up? Like, I was on the phone with you the whole time. When would you have fucked this dude's car up? And she was like, I don't think I actually fucked this car, dude's car up. He's really sketchy. There's this woman in the car and she's like yelling at him in like another language. We think like Russian and uh whatever so we get in there and the guy starts so then i get out of the car he had not really talked to me right and we're in the parking lot of this uh bank of america and the guy's like saying like you need to pay for my and he tells me the whole thing i have perfect drivers and i don't want to lose this (laughs) bonus or something and he's like and i'm sure you guys don't want your premiums to go up so you guys have to give me this money and i was like how and i don't know why this is the first thing i thought but i was like how how did you factor twelve hundred dollars <laughs> like i was like explain to me like how this is twelve hundred dollars when really i should have just been like fuck you like you you're an, i don't know who you are yeah but you whatever put the bowl down right huh you were not oh my god this was at my house no no, no i was not high and i'm like arguing with this dude and uh then the he lighter's like, not working right i was like can he's you like actually? i'll be out in a minute <laughs> i was like sir first of all do you have a lighter in your car and second of all what is the problem um, but yeah, no, so then the dude's like getting like super aggressive about it. And I think at some point he like took a step forward towards like more towards Ellen than me. Oh. And then like, I don't know, like I've never act, I never responded like that in my life, but I was like, get the fuck away. Like I just like <laughs> lost my mind at this dude. And the guy was like, he like turned to the lady and said something in Russian and the lady said something back. And then he like hopped in the car and they just like sped away. Wow. And we called the police. Nice. I was like, yo, we need to call the police about this because that was obviously sketchy so uh they were like yeah that's fucked up we've gotten like a bunch of calls tonight about the same people and they like ca- they like, caught them eventually or something but fucking scam it was wild and i was just fucking adrenaline jacked for the rest Ooh. of the night i was like marching around my apartment like, I, was, <laughs> yes. like, I have to hit someone yes like get someone over mm. here. i have to hit somebody like, I, just, I got so close but that dude would have ruined me if like something had happened. No, nah, man, you knew it. You knew exactly what to do in that situation. That was amazing. Real quick, that reminded me of, of the opposite of that story. <laughs> I was driving in traffic one day out here, uh-huh. and someone hit me from behind, 
And I kept going. (laughs) (laughs) Nah, fuck it. I was like, I gotta get home. (laughs) I've been in traffic for an hour. Like, I I doubt you did any damage, but you definitely hit me. (laughs) Like, I felt that shit. That's great. Wow. I don't want the confrontation. Yeah, I was like, she was like a a sad little white woman. I was like, I don't really deal with you right now. Like, she could tell she was like, is he gonna pull over? I was like, nah, bet you're good. <laughs> no time. Because you both do the Ultimate Chicken Tender podcast, mm-hmm. and we've gotten to eat a bunch of tenders on mm-hmm. many occasions, what makes the perfect tender? Because I know on a very recent episode, you made the best tenders you've ever made in your life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What we do on the show, we've done it twice now. We do a tender competition where Michael and I go head to head to see who can make a better tender. We have our friends in this most recent episode. We had a chef, a food publicist, someone that works for Nancy Silverton. So we had these like nice, knowledgeable people on to judge the tender because it's been you know over a hundred episodes now. We know how to make and, and we know what a good tender is. Right. Not to mention we had a whole month where we met with yeah, and the chefs were like the build up to like that the competition. Chefs. So it was like, what would you do? And we like took some of their tips and like put it into our own tender. So really, honestly, that those three interviews we did, and we had Holden Jagger on as well, who was on your show. Yeah, we didn't talk about him, did we? No, no, Holden's great. I made a pretty fucking damn good tender. Yeah, because I lost the first battle. Mm -hmm. I obviously, and I won this second one by a long shot. Ooh, tied it, rub it in. But he he rubbed it in for eighty-five episodes. I I literally, I think if I wish we had an intern, but I literally think I brought it up once in eighty-five episodes, and I don't think I said I won. Anytime it was brought up. He said he won. What was in, what was the perfect one? What was the seasoning? What was the fry? What made it perfect? So I did the chicken. It was like organic, like grocery chicken. It wasn't anything crazy. Um, and uh, I didn't do a marinade or anything like that, but I used buttermilk and a flour to create kind of a dredge. Um, and I put a little spices in that, like paprika. Um, I used this uh, garlic chicken herb spice that like you find on the, in the shelf rack in the grocery oh, yeah. store mm-hmm. um bunch of salt pepper and uh this this cajun seasoning the or creole seasoning mm-hmm. it's like in a green container that's the best yeah tony chacher yeah exactly um and uh i use that in a spice blend and i put that in the in the buttermilk and then in the in the flour as well and then you do the flour you do the dredge you do the flour again cover the whole thing that's the helen ray's method Every piece of that chicken needs to see flour. That's the key to like it being like craggly and having like crunchy bits and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then yeah, frying it. I like to do a full cover fry. Ooh, okay. like interesting. Fill up the pot. Submerged. Yeah, fully submerged. Okay, that's a new development this month because this homie used to battle me on full cover frying. I feel like full cover is so risky. It's just like swimming around. You got in a there. full cover. That's well, apparently in my yeah. opinion, he used to always be like, "You don't need that much oil." I'd be like, "You do though." The animosity, the tenderosity. Oh no, his were <laughs> his were better. I took a massive swing. I don't really know why I did it. But I did. What'd you try and do? Like some cornflake? I just threw a bunch of weird shit in mine. (laughs) So, like I did, uh, I put uh, (laughs) dashi powder, like bonito flake seasoning in the the buttermilk. Dude, that sounds crazy. Like why? Just stuff like that. Yeah, bonito is their tuna flakes, aren't they? Uh Yeah. Oh, tuna tenders? It's like a, well, they don't taste Dude. like tuna, though. It's like That's smoky weird. umami flavor, and I wanted to, like, try to make them really savory. Cool, chef. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, that's why I don't know why I did that for a competition. But, like, I did that. I tried to make them, like, have, like, really smoky, weird taste. Wow. And uh, I did. They were, like, tempura battered. Immediately, it was, like, mine came out. It was, like, this is a chicken tender. It's a really good chicken tender. It looks like one. It smells like one. It, it walks like a duck, you know, whatever. His, they were, like... <laughs> They stopped at like, well, the flavor, like that was like the biggest bump. It was like, is there like an Asian seasoning? In yeah, this? yeah. Like, I was like, yeah, but they were so flakes. confused by it. He's like, yeah. why? It wasn't is that. It... It, it wasn't that it tastes bad. It's that they were tasting a tender that tasted like this. They're like, it looks like fish and chips, and I was like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, well, I, that was like my full intention the entire time. I was like, no, this batter's not wet enough. I have to make it wet. I don't know why. I mean, I he know. said to me in the kitchen, he looked at mine, and he was like, fuck, you're going to win. And he didn't say that last time. As soon as I dropped mine, I was like, oh, I, these are, like, it's like, this. that wasn't the contest. I didn't, like, it's like I didn't read the, the, the rules. Uh, what do you, the writing prompt. Yeah. Oh. Like I was just like, yeah, cool contest, let's do it. But like then, like half didn't think like obviously what this fucking is writing work. prompt did you read? 
Right, like obviously General this is gonna, right. It's just like make like a cool tender, or make like something different. Like I don't know why I tried to do that for a competition, but I did. Uh, I I like the way they came out. I also made like two versions because halfway through the first cook, I bought like twenty tenders on accident, and halfway through the first cook, they weren't coming out the consistency I wanted. They weren't wet enough. They looked like dry, like crumbly, like more normal tenders. And I was like, "Fuck these! Let's make it more wet." So they looked even more fucked up. <laughs> and then after everybody left, my girlfriend was like. Yo, whose tenders are these? Are these Eric's? And I was like, no, those are mine. And she's like, no, those are yours. And I was like, no, those are also mine. Those are ones that I didn't serve because they, I, they just weren't what I wanted. And she was like, why? <laughs> I was like, fuck. Like, <laughs> but I still don't think they would have won because they tasted Absolutely like, would not have won because they would have tasted the same. Yeah, they tasted like... <laughs> like uh, I don't know why you keep bringing that part up. <laughs> You're like, my girlfriend liked both of my tenders. Like, yeah, so what? <laughs> I mean, Eric just likes this too much. So we no, I, I like it so much because you like it so little. I don't care. I I didn't make you made way I better. Your, I read your journal. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how to read. I will take a boneless wing over a wing any day of the week right uh, now. Damn. I think so. I think it is just such a grab and go poppable yeah. treat. I love it. Don't need the bones. I love a drumstick. The wing I could do without, but I love a drumstick. I don't want the work. I'm trying to eat. Yeah. I need like 20. I need a 24 rack of boneless. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I'm good. <laughs> it's a 24 count chicken nugget just covered in like not a nice quart of sauce. Yeah. Well, you made the biggest one in the world, right? Yeah. The world's the largest. Oh, somebody came for yeah, your we record? Need, no, we need no, to no, put no, this out saying. there. We need to give this guy credit. Yeah. Because I shit talked him. Yeah, he did. He's such a hater. Well, Eric's like is a, a hater, hater in pretty much all aspects. All right. Well, relax. <laughs> You should hear some of his ideas for our show. Like, come on, we'd be canceled by now. Wait, um, what did you make? But we got to talk about this because because yeah. officially he can't get the record because yeah. of s- certain stipulations. But technically, he did it. Uh, well, that I mean, there's like a lot of questions that get brought up by by the stipulations. <laughs> to be honest with you, but by the Guinness board, which is yeah. on our ass every day this week. Yeah, uh, my buddy Camped out front in a white van. <laughs> my buddy Young LC did a show. Uh, he it was kind of like a. It was a live show that he taped to do like a pitch reel for it for like a live tour, and for it he want he said that he was gonna have the world's largest chicken nugget, and then after he said that was like I need to have it, so <laughs> he was hitting me up asking me if I knew of any restaurants through Tender Friends that I could hook him up with that would partner with him to straight up just make it for him, and I was like no dude like we can't even. Like, what do you think that we just call these restaurants up and we're like, yo, could you make us a nugget? Like, they wouldn't even do that for us. Like, just, <laughs> no. no, man. Yeah. And we're the tender friends. I was like, but I can make it for you. Oh. And he was like, no, you can't. I was like, I bet you I could. And uh, I put up a plan together and then did it. And it was disgusting. Um, we, <laughs> we found out that the, the record was 51.6 pounds. And this one, I weighed it. I wish I wrote it down. We shattered that. Uh, it what? was like 57 or 58 pounds. Um, the, the, for a nugget, one nugget? And that was pre-breading. Oh what? my um, God. But I really don't think there was like more than a pound of breading on it. So I, I think it was probably, I, I think we were under 60 pounds, but it was in like high ends of 50. And uh, Guinness says that you have to eat it in entirety or donate it somewhere that will eat it in its entirety. And uh. I told the dude that, Basically, I mean, I'm not trying to put anyone on blast here, but I did this for free, and so it's kind of my gripe for the from the from the from the beginning. But right. Lawrence is a homie. Mm-hmm. Um, I love, I like him. I was like, you're not gonna do this. What's your motivation? And he's just like, this is my friend. I'm like, no, oh, Lawrence is you're nice. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> hmm. uh, and I'm, you know, like the basically the stipulation was, you know, they didn't they. They weren't going to pay me, and you, you can hit me up and tell me I'm wrong. All I want, that's fine. But they were also like, we'll pay for all the materials. And I was like, whatever. I'll fucking do it. That's great. I got nothing to do. So I made this big nugget. They paid for everything. Um, and, yeah, I got 60 pounds of ground chicken delivered to my house at 10 a.m. on a Saturday. I held my friend hostage on accident uh, from 10 a.m. Saturday until about 1 p.m. Sunday. We didn't know it was going to take that long. Uh, but yeah, we we had bought a big industrial size uh, Tupperware. I don't know how many gallons, many, huge, like probably the size of this table. Um, and uh, we put all the meat in it with a bunch of because at that at that time we were trying to eat it. Um, sure, we, we did want to eat it. Uh, but then after we cooked it in my home oven, I made the and, and then it sat in my fridge for a week, which we had thought that we were going to find a, a, a freezer system for it to store it in for the week. But we couldn't. We could only store it in my fridge. 
And so, like, obviously it's fine. It didn't rot or anything, but I wasn't comfortable with people eating it after it sat for a week. Yeah. Um, so we killed that. But we, like, mixed a ton of, like, really delicious shit in there. We baked it for seven and a half hours. In, in my... one piece? Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's pictures. I can send you guys pictures. I don't. They don't live anywhere. I didn't really promote it, <laughs> um, which is stupid on my part. This but... is going to be the best Instagram oh my album we've ever posted. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, yeah. we're going we're gonna, to, now that, now that I'm comfortable with him being able to do it, we're gonna do it together and uh, break the record. Here's the thing, yes. though: we need a if sponsor. Michael allows me. We need a sponsor. You can. I need help and, and stuff. But in order to eat it, it needs to be made in an industrial sized kitchen, which we would have to rent yeah. or be given. You know, there's like there's okay. many things that we'd have to do to get it right. Like this one was a great go, and I we crush it, we shattered it. But we did a lot of sketchy things at the end to make it look appropriate there was we bought paint but we didn't use it (laughs) no dude we we, at one point so my idea was i had this like frozen or not frozen i had a refrigerated chicken nugget unbreaded 58 pounds in my fridge that i transported to the pico union project um which is a church basically that they do shows and sometimes it's also a church and they have an oven there that they told me that was a working oven that i could put a 58.6 pound chicken nugget in to bake off i was gonna then coat it in the breading and bake it off and uh, I got there, and it was an oven from the 20s, and it was in two parts, and there's no way the whole thing was going to fit. But they were like, you should try to use it anyway. And we almost burnt the church down the night before. Like, it caught on fire. Worth um, it. And there was, a, there was, a, there was like, a, 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 a really nice, like, uh, small Spanish-speaking community having church in the, in the church while I was, like, burning the kitchen down. Um, and I felt so bad. Uh, and we got that out, so then we were like, what are we going to do? It was like 11 p.m., so we bought a bunch of paint to then spray it down with to make it look presentable. But then I bought a butane torch and panko breadcrumbs, and I covered it in panko breadcrumbs and just torched the whole thing the morning of it, and it looked like the most perfect golden nugget. Uh, so, yeah, not edible. There's a lot of changes that need to be made. Wow. But I did it, yeah, and it was like 58-something pounds, and I felt really weird after. <laughs> <laughs> But it was cool. What are your plugs? Uh, my my Instagram is I hate Eric Wilson, at I hate Eric Wilson. Uh, our tender friends Instagram is at tender friends pod. Tender friends on Twitter. Yeah. Um, and then you can find tender friends everywhere you get your podcasts. When do you drop new apps? Every Monday. Monday. Perfect for the beginning of the week. Yep. Uh, my Instagram is at Michael Walker with three R's. <laughs> nice. Cool. That's it. That's all I got. <laughs> Uh, oh man this was amazing yeah what else mike uh oh for our stuff yeah we're at weed and grub on instagram or you can go to weed and grub dot crum dot crum website is there a uh what's it called what's that the dot com uh, that'll never catch on dot crum someone should make dot crum and then all the food shit should live there oh dot you know crum yeah is there's dot tv be... there's dot life there's all sorts of shit crum is four letters it's too many five Crumb? Oh, I was thinking C-R-U-M. <laughs> I don't really even know why. I literally wasn't even thinking the food. I literally wasn't even thinking the food. I was just thinking C-R-U-M for no it's reason. It's funny because <laughs> it's just like a strange it's word. It's funny because it's cum with an R, right? <laughs> <laughs> I just thought it was like a funny word. I wasn't even thinking about the food. <laughs> Crumb. Oh, that's a good way to wrap. Bye, everybody. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs> yeah.